Welcome to the Taproom Success Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to providing you with all the tools you need to build a successful taproom business. I'm Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO, and a numbers guy, and I've been working in the beer business for over 20 years. And I'm Andrew Copeland. I'm dedicated to helping taprooms create more memorable and profitable experiences, committed to connecting people within our industry to grow stronger together, and get excited about chasing my son Max around the playground. And we'll be your host. The Taproom Success Podcast will provide you with the data, resources, and support you need to manage and grow your taproom business. Each episode of the podcast will help you achieve taproom success in the areas of marketing, food service, finances, e-commerce, software systems, business strategy, and more. In future episodes, we'll dig in on topics including how to build a connection with guests during even the shortest interactions, keys to building customer relationships, upsell techniques, creating a positive company culture, financial taproom controls, financial reports to track your taproom performance, key metrics tracking systems, and how to build your sales growth model. In addition to the podcast, we have created the Taproom Success Membership. This is your opportunity to access a community of taproom managers and owners, countless hours of on-demand content, and monthly sessions with industry experts on the topics that matter most to you. To learn more, visit taproomsuccess.com. Are you ready to learn proven, profitable, and actionable strategies to implement in your taproom business right away? Okay, let's go. Andrew, my man, it is great to see you again and come together and talk about taproom breweries. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Carrie. I just finished my morning coffee, had a nice little workout. I'm ready for the day. It's going to be a great one. It is going to be a great one. So today we are going to talk about menus in your tap room. And I know you recently wrote an article which will share with folks the impact of menu types on tap room spending. So I think a really important topic. So why don't we kick us off? You know, why why are menus important? So I love menus so much and I love them for a lot of reasons. You know, first off, when I go to a brewery alone, I'm going to study that menu, especially if it's my first time there. I'm going to look at everything they have. I'm going to look at every little detail about those offerings. I'm going to look at the style. I'm going to look at the size options. Do they offer flights? I'm going to learn so much information from that menu. It's a great educational tool when you first walk into a brewery. Once again, especially for the first time, if you're unfamiliar. So it's a great way to just educate your guests, returning or new guests, about your offerings. And I also love menus because, Carrie, when you and I go to a brewery together, we're sitting across from each other, we're standing in line. We're going to say, hey, you know, Carrie, what are you going to get today? You go, hey, Andrew, what are you going to get today? And it's going to spark that conversation. So while it can provide information, it can start conversation. And ultimately, as we're having our first pint, Carrie, we're going to be thinking about our second. We're going to have that menu in front of us on the wall, and it's going to lead us to think about what we want to try next. It's just going to make that experience a little bit longer. And there's so much value of having a quality menu with all the right information. And there's nothing more frustrated when you go to a place and you look at the taproom wall or the menu in front of you, and it just says the beer name. I've been to a brewery before, and the brewery beer names were just like gibberish on a wall. Like So unless you actually were in the know and you knew that this silly beer name was a certain style, you'd be lost. So beer names are a great opportunity to just really get people hooked on that experience and find that right beer from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. It's fundamental. You walk in, you need to be able to quickly see what your choices are. And I, and you're right. Like when I go to a 
tap room, I'm usually thinking about probably not just one beer, but what what might be beer number two and what's going to work well, you know, kind of going in sequence, you know, maybe going from light to dark, that type of thing. But the menus obviously got to be instructive and, and give me the goods and, and uh, pretty pictures help too. So I guess in your experience, like how has the menu experience changed over the years? Like before, maybe just one option and and now it's kind of, we've got all sorts of options. How, how has that evolved over the years? So I feel, you know, even just, let's say pre-pandemic, you would go to a brewery, they'd have a wall menu. They'd have a TV menu. They'd have probably not a QR code a few years ago. That probably wasn't a thing we had adopted just yet. Or you might've had a physical menu, something like a paper menu you could hold in your hand. Those seem to be the four segments of menu type that we see. And just a few years ago, your experience probably only included one of them. I feel now when you go to a brewery and the data supports this, you know, more and more breweries are including more menu types as part of that visit. So what we see now with regard to the data is that essentially 40% of brewery visits carry include more than one menu type. So 60% includes just one menu type, the other 40%. And I think that number is going to increase, you know, as we dive into this data set over the years. 40% includes multiple menu types. And when I'm talking about this data set, there's two data sets that I'm gonna reference you know, for what we dove into. And the first study I did on menus was probably three or four years ago. And that was the kind of one that got me hooked on the value of menus. Cause we've talked already today about the educational value of a menu, but there's also the aspect of it, it can increase customer spending. You like numbers, I like numbers, taproom managers and owners like making more money, especially in their taproom. So the menu can definitely have an impact on that. And so I dove into a set of 6,300 unique taproom visits from 2017, 2022. And we see that in this data set to start, just been 35% more when offered a physical menu. So that's looking at five years data, guests spend 35% more when offered a physical menu. And when we talk about these tabs, the tabs represent an average of about two guests. But for the main part of this data set that I really focus on the menus, I look at data from 2001 to 2020, 2021 to 2022. I wish I had data going back 21 years, but, but I don't. So we look at two years of data and it's 1100 unique taproom visits from 2021 to 2022. And we see that looking at the past couple of years. So a little like following the pandemic, we don't see that 35% bump when we look at menus spending based off having that physical menu, but it's still 25% more when someone's offered that physical menu. When we look at these tabs, we see that when someone's offered a physical menu, and once again, the tab represents an average of you know, about two guests, it does include tip. We see that when they're offered a physical menu, the spend's gonna be about $58. When they don't get offered a menu, that spend's only gonna be about $46. So simply by having something in your hands, it can be really, really valuable. Just, you know, generate additional sales. So that's what we're gonna dive into today. Nice, I love it. Well, I think it's it holds true for me. And we've talked about this in the past is like when I go in there, you know, I'm getting a little older. I can't always see the, the, you know, that chalkboard that's like 50 feet away. I like to have a menu. And furthermore, I like to study it. it one thing that drives me crazy, you go to maybe like a, a bars and restaurants and whatnot, they'll give you the beer list and then you order and they take it away. I'm like, no, 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 no. Leave that here. Leave you know? at least one on the table. <laughs> Leave that here. So yeah, let's, I mean, you've got all these data sets. What other 
data is there to share that you'd like to talk to uh, relative to menus and and how that how that can impact taproom businesses? So as I mentioned, 60% of taproom visits from 2021 to 2022, 60% include a of having only one menu type. Either you're having just a wall menu, just that TV menu, just the QR code, or just the paper menu. So this is really fascinating to me. So when you go to a tap room and you just have that wall menu, you know what we're talking about, that chalkboard wall, the big thing right in front of the, the, the taps. That's what we're talking about right now. The average spend for those two guests is going to be about $43. Let's say they have that TV menu. So your only option is the TV menu. We all know what we're talking about. It's going to show everything that's there just on the TV. The average spend with a TV menu and just a TV menu, $45. When you have just a QR code or some sort of menu on the phone, we're going to see a nice jump. The average spend is going to be $55 when you have just that QR code on your phone, as in that is your single only option to order from. But when you are given just a paper or physical menu, the average spend is going to be $61. So out of those experiences, when you have just a single menu type, the average spend is going to be the highest with having just the paper or physical menu. So that is literally 43% more spend when you have a paper or physical menu versus the wall menu. But interestingly enough, when you're looking at all these visits that include single menu options, the wall menu is actually the most common carry. So albeit, you know, the physical paper menu generates the highest spend, and the wall menu generates the lowest spend, Tap rooms that just have that wall menu are what we see the most. Wow, that's incredible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recap what you just said. You tell me if I got it right, and this is okay. maybe be helpful Bring for too. Just kind of kind of reinforce the point. So if we go wall menu only, so chalkboard or what this forty three dollars is the average spend. TV only is forty five. QR code only is fifty five, and paper only is sixty one dollars. Is that that's right? Correct. That's crazy. So yeah. I you know I think so. It's interesting because we'll talk to taproom owners, operators all the time, and we're always looking for like, how do we, and we tend to complicate things, you know, like we have some elaborate marketing plan that we want to try, but sometimes it's like right under your nose. Like, so this data is demonstrating that a simple change like this, and why do you think it is that people have gotten away from paper menus? Is it like, is there a reason for that? Or is it a too old school feeling? What's your, what's your sense of Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's... A reason that's more overwhelming. I think during the pandemic, people definitely didn't want to have multi-use items. So I think a lot of breweries cut back on that. We saw the rise of the QR code for sure. People have definitely tried to, you know, use more newer technology. So I think there's a lot of reasons. But like you mentioned, it has that old school feel. But I think that old school feel can be a good thing, you know. As we talked about earlier, having a menu in our hands, it's going to facilitate that conversation. So I think there's definitely value to still offering that paper menu. Yeah. So if you're not using a paper menu, that would be the takeaway from today. It's like if you do one thing, you know, give it a try. What's what's the worst that's going to happen? Is it, you know, you, you got a bunch of paper menus. And but I think that, you know, the data data demonstrates it's going to work. So that's that's great stuff. So what do you I mean, as you look at this, what do you recommend? You've got all this data uh, to kind of sift through. What do you recommend that a taproom do? So I want to throw you a little more data before we dive into like some personal recommendations there. Yeah. So we talked about the 40% of taproom, 60% uh, that include one menu type. Now let's dive into the 40% that include multiple menu types. 
So that's when you go to a tap room, you have the wall menu, you have the paper menu, you have a QR code, you literally might have three to four to five, maybe even types of menus. And we see that when an experience includes multiple menus, 72% of those visits are also going to include a paper menu, as in a paper menu plus a wall menu, a paper menu plus a QR code. So that is the most common trend we see when a visit includes multiple menu types. We also see that QR codes land at 61%. So when you have a visit that includes multiple menu types, 61% of the time, it's going to include QR code. 72% of the time, it's also going to include that wall menu, which I think is really interesting to me that the paper menu and wall menu on the multiple menu visits both clock in at that 72%, which I think is kind of fascinating there. A TV menu is the least frequently seen when you have multiple menu types at only 26%. But when you kind of dive into the spending, this is when it really gets fun for me. So when we're talking about average spend, we're talking about average spend when your visit includes more than one menu type. If your visit includes a QR code as one of those multiple menu types, the average spend is going to be almost $58. If your visit includes multiple menu types and also includes a paper menu as one of those, the average spend is going to be $56. So that's interesting to me too, because having a standalone paper menu actually generates more than when you have paper menus as an option among many options. I think that's kind of interesting, but when you're talking like multiple options, it makes the most sense to offer that QR code as part of that, because you're gonna generate the highest spend. But we also see on the lower side of things that if that menu experience where you have multiple menu types includes a wall menu, wall menus clocking in at the lowest again at $51 per spin. So, you know, takeaways there, Carrie, you know, I don't want to tell someone just to have physical menus. You know, while we do see it be the one that's generating the highest spin, I think it's really important to reach all your customers and you need to do that by having multiple ways. I love when I can walk into a brewery and everybody has a different ordering procedure. Some people, you know, you order from a table, some order at the bar, some people order at a register. You know, the more information you can provide someone before ordering. And I think having that massive wall menu is a great thing. You know, when you walk in there, you see that, you look at it when you're ordering the line, that's one option. If you're also handed that physical menu where you can kind of study a little more up close, or if you're sitting at a table and pull up that QR code, you really want to find the best way to reach all of your guests. So, you know, depending on your establishment and, you know, type of managers and owners out there, you know your facility best, you're going to know what works best in your space. In some spaces, you know, that TV menu might not work. A wall menu might not make sense because you have a lot of really cool decorations on the wall. So you really got to lean into the options that work best based off your space. But at the end of the day, more options you can offer your guests, the odds are that's going to be the most beneficial experience for everyone to get information out there, not only to educate the guests, but also to make the ordering experience as efficient as possible for you and your team. Mm, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting because like, we want options in our beer offerings, right? People come in, we want options, but, but too many options can overwhelm people. So there's like, seems like there's a sweet spot of like, you know, what's the right amount of tap handles and, and whatnot. And, you know, 50 is too many and maybe, you know, five is too few, but somewhere in between. But, and so menu, menu options might be similar in that. And I like what you said, that it's got to kind of fit the vibe of your place and the flow of your place in terms of what is the ordering process and then what makes sense as a menu. But it does seem like the, the through line here is, is paper menus based on the data absolutely will drive that 
that top line sale. Yeah, I mean, having that paper physical menu is a great idea. And uh, another tip when it comes to the physical menus, you know, a lot of people don't want to print things over and over again. If your lineup is constantly changing, you don't want to have to print a beer list every other day. A potential solution is to maybe print, you know, your flagship at the top, have the flagships listed at the top, at the top of it, but also maybe have a QR code at the bottom, say scan here for our seasonal offerings or our limited releases or however you want to put it that way. You're not printing or laminating or whatever you're doing that physical menu quite as much, but at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing that replaces that engagement you and your team could offer. So menus are a great tool to educate, but really your staff still need to be there to answer questions, offer recommendations, because when your team can engage, you know, we're going to see those higher tabs. We talk about so far today about the value in having a menu and increasing tabs, but you and your team, you're going to do the work there. You're going to build those relationships and those relationships can result in the guests coming back more frequent and spending more money. Great stuff, Andrew. So I guess just to kind of wind things down, you know, what is, what's like one thing you would recommend that a taproom owner manager do about their menus based on the data that you've gotten and the information that you've seen? I mean, I think really evaluate the menu options you have right now. If you only have that wall menu, you might want to consider adding a physical menu, a paper menu. But also one thing that you can do that doesn't replace even data is talk to your guests. Say, hey, you know, you come here quite a bit. What type of menu option do you feel will be the most beneficial for our space? Because once again, you know, every space is going to be different. And it's really finding the right combination that's going to be most beneficial for your guests. But at the end of the day, adding that extra menu option, whether it's a QR code, printing the paper menus, you know, once a week with the QR code to scan to see more, that might be the option that could actually help increase tabs in your tab room. That's great stuff. So those who are listening, if you're not members of our Taproom Success community, you can go to taproomsuccess.com, check it out. One of the things Andrew and I love doing is helping Taproom brewery owners grow their business. That may be growing sales, bottom line, improving customer service and engagement. You know, we do that within our, our various uh, community forums that we offer. We have a monthly expert that comes in on the in specific topics for Taproom owners and managers. We also have our monthly mastermind. We bring people together, a lot of peer-to-peer sharing of information, best practices, and ideas. As Andrew's uh, shared with us today, he has tons of data that really can help inform the decisions you make to run a better business. We've got all sorts of on-demand courses uh, that can help you with improving engagement, customer service, your financial planning, and driving that top-line sales. So I would recommend, if you're not a member of our community already, get, go over and check out Taproom success.com. And Andrew, thanks for all the great information today. I appreciate you, Carrie. See you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Taproom Success Podcast. The only podcast dedicated to providing you with all the tools you need to build a successful taproom business. To learn more about the Taproom Success membership and how you can join our community of taproom professionals, please visit taproomsuccess.com.